This is a homebrew podcast. Hi, Grendel. Hello there, cat. What can I get you today? I have been paid to order and transport one customized grilled cheese from this establishment to the customer. Eternal famine. Hmm. Sounds like an easy job compared to your other work, huh? I don't know. The threat assessment on this order said insane. Ah, uh, all right. The jobs need to be a little difficult. All right, Grundle. I'd like to order one grilled cheese, but I'd like to add ham, bacon, lettuce, tomato, extra mustard. Is that even a grilled cheese? Oh, and hold the cheese and don't grill it. If you don't leave this bar right now, I'm going to just start attacking you. Are you doing this to fuck with me? But... And you tell Turtle Famine they're welcome to the crew, but I'll kill them if they ever do that again. Welcome back to the Homebrew. This is Campaign 2, Retrograde Infinitum. I'm Grant Milky, the narrator. I'm joined by Edge Runners, MedTech, Andy Hatfield. Sapphire Hayes, and I would really like to sleep in my own bed one of these nights. Rocker Boy, Cody Smith. Roger Socko, feel the pulse, embrace the vibe. Fixer, Emily Folger. CC Wren, Fixer, on a downward spiral. <laughs> Nomad, John Cayley. Hi, I'm Kat. I'm a race car driver now. Broom.exe, and our executive, Tyrell Nye, is still on the road, so we're going to continue on with our adventure. Previously on the homebrew, as I said, Kalos took a brief leave as the crew rendezvoused in the morning. Cece and Roger scheduled Spinal Scepter to play Rust and Thunder in three weeks' time. Cece put Lumi to work on uh, finding a netrunner named Rory, which was the fake name she made up for her brother, and to look into the dealer and Rust and Thunder. They uh, then set out to find some work in the Upper East Side with some elves. First stop, the Binary Shroomery Brewery. They spoke with some elves who said New City Tarot was mostly innocuous, a little weird, but nothing to be afraid of. Cat joined a uh, racing club, and Roger ate a burger that was laced with synth coke, <laughs> making for a long ride home and a confrontation with his bandmate Waffles, who was not mad, but was actually pretty pumped. Roger scheduled them a show. Susie tried to go home and get some much-needed rest, but was sidetracked by her landlord demanding the extra money someone was paying for her apartment's placement above Sapphire, and then found Sapphire's apartment had been completely ransacked. We are picking up pretty much immediately after the phone call that CC makes to Sapphire and the end of the conversation with uh, Waffles and Roger. And I need to know what everyone is doing for the night here because we are wrapping up. It is currently very, very, very early in the morning of day four. Has Lumi already left? I'll say Lumi has not. It is like she's finished playing her games. She's shut her laptop. She's put her agent in her um, pocket and she's starting to head out. She's got like light blue hair. She's got it up in a ponytail. Her sleeves are rolled up. Like she's obviously just finished working for a long time. Uh, Sapphire's gonna run and try to grab her. Uh, Lumi, Lumi, uh, hold on. And she stops and looks at you and says, Oh, is everything okay so far? Um, I've got a job for you and I will pay you for this job. Great. Man, all at once, getting all sorts of work. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll give you 100 nano just for taking it, an extra 100 if you find anything. Uh, does that sound good before I give you the details? Yeah, her, um, her eyes perk up and she kind of like cracks her neck and uh, just takes a seat on a stool next to you. It's like, all right, what is it? So uh, it's a two-parter. Um, one, somebody has been paying off uh, Cece's rent and I'm wondering if you can hack in. I'm assuming there's some kind of cams around the landlord's office um, and just see if you can get any images of the guy. Um, yeah, no problem. He's a grey kettick, that's all I know. He comes around probably the, the first of the month, plus or minus a couple days, to pay off some cash. So any kind of image, that would be great. The second one, my apartment was broken into sometime in the last 48 hours. Um, same thing, if there's any, I don't know if there's any cams pointed my way, but I assume there is because there's cameras everywhere. Um, any kind of idea of who or what did that, that would be great. Um, yeah, she taps around on her phone a little bit and she gets your address from you. And then she's like, yeah, I mean, this shouldn't be any problem. Residential securities, nothing. And I know some tricks too. I mean, if there's a, 
you know, a Vendit outside your apartment or anything like that, I, I know how to get the good stuff. So I should be able to find something. Perfect. The sooner the better, but uh, I know you're busy. Get some sleep. It's not a big deal tonight. Um, she nods and seems, you know, pretty happy to get some work and heads out. All right. Cat, where did you go? Cat's just in the sleeper car, the back, very back of Rhonda right now. She's going to go wake him up. Tap, tap, tap. Hey, Cat, can you bring me home, please? Cat wakes up. What? What? I need to go home. Can you please bring me home? I know it's late. Low battery symbol on his face as he oh. <laughs> begrudgingly like crawls through Rhonda up to the front. Let's go. Thank you. I mean, you can park at my apartment and just sleep there. You don't have to come back here. It's not too far. Thumbs up emoji. And the Rhonda's passenger door opens up. And Sapphire will get in and go home. Excellent. Um, Roger, what are you doing for the night? Well... I would say I would get a long night's rest, but uh, I don't think that's in the books. <laughs> um, probably, you know, it sounds crazy, but I think I'm going to work on that fucking song. <laughs> All right. Boy, well then. I, I hate to be a bad example here too, but I feel like I, I'm not going to say whether or not the song is going to be better or worse, <laughs> but it's definitely easier to work on stuff right now. Right. For long periods of time. <laughs> I've got a lot of focus right now, man. I've got to go work on this song. So why don't you give me uh, a... Man, so that's going to be... That is a good question. What skill would that be? Cool? Yeah, I think I, I think what I want to do is I want to start with a... Composition. Ooh. Yeah, that is something I'm not great at. Instrumental, whatever that is. If you have one of them. Well, yeah, I want to. I want to try a few things here. For I mean, we're writing a song, so let's start first with cool. I would almost argue for conversation too. Roll under your cool. Just a flat cool skill check. Yeah, just a flat cool. So just roll a one d ten and get an eight or lower. Oh, eight. I got a three. Okay. What is the general topic of the song? Is this about like? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I want, I'm going to try and find a similar skill. So is this about, like, running the streets? Is this about, like, women? Is this about, like, partying? Is this about, like... So it's a little bit um, different than my normal stuff, but I'm very inspired by the show and Rust and Thunder and trying to come up with, like, a custom playlist for them a little bit. And so I want to write a song about destroying the moon. Okay. Uh, wow, that's excellent. <laughs> let's, um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's roll for that. I want to roll. I'm going to call it a street slang because you're writing this song and it, you want it to actually resonate with a certain group of people. So I'm going to call that a, yeah, like a street slang, like a language idea. I see street wise. It's under education skills, under language. Oh, language streets. I got a nine. Great. Sixteen with my bonuses. Sixteen. So the lyrics, I'm giving them a sixteen. Go ahead and give me a, a dance check. So this is for the actual like performance, like the choreography of the song. God, I see why Roger doesn't like working on things. <laughs> We've been doing it for less than three minutes, so Roger needs to get his shit together. <laughs> Anointing. Lots of hip thrusting. A lot of hip spinning. Yeah. <laughs> dot com. Um, don't. <laughs> Children, do not. Bleep that out, Cody. <laughs> Editor, bleep that out. <laughs> Give me a uh, play instrument check. I want to know how the uh, uh, the song itself, the melody and such is. Oh, oh I got no. a terrible roll. No. Oh, no. Watched. You realized he can't play instrument very well. Not all songs. Listen, not all songs have a great melody. Waffles is gonna have to carry this one. Well, think about like David Bowie. Like there'll be he'll have songs that are like amazing lyrically. They'll have like this amazing deep meaning, and there's not that much to the song itself. He does have a way with that. You're right. Yeah, he does. And then to bring it all together, this is going to be the most important check. I want to do a composition check. So we're bringing the lyrics, the choreography, and the instrument playing together. Luck points. Man, 
use this I was just going to ask, did we ever settle on how luck worked? Is it per recording or per... It is. Technically, per session, you have your luck back. That is how it works in Cyberpunk Raw. I'm going to stick with it. Nice. Yeah, dude. I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to put half my luck into this. Okay. Spend luck. Don't fail me now. I got 16. That's actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that is... Just by luck, I find Sapphire's rhyming dictionary in the back room. (laughs) Oh, what is this? Someone's done all the work for me. (laughs) I'm going... Okay, so that is a... That is a good song that you wrote. So the average of the checks that we did is a 16. Hell yeah. That is a good song I just wrote about blowing up the moon. It is a good song. And I think there's some people... uh, So like Freddie and Reka are starting to like clean up for the night. The lights down low. Kellen is actually out at the bar. And she's watching you with some interest. And she's uh, having herself a nightcap. And a grilled cheese. Yeah, she, she raises her glass to you and gives you a... Approving nod while you're you're working on this song. Hell yeah. Everyone's loving it. Everyone loves me. I gotta do this more often. These drugs are great. They're great for my flow. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay, so let's cut to um, your apartment, Sapphire. When you get there, it is like Cece said. Cece, I imagine you're asleep at this point, right? You passed out finally. Yeah, she wasn't sure if Saf was coming back, so her body didn't give her a choice. Right. Um, so, like Cece mentioned, two things that you would notice. Uh, your door is not broken, and, like, it, the door was not kicked in. So the lock was either picked, or the person had a key. Hmm. Uh, it's got a manual lock. It doesn't have, like, a key card or biometrics or anything. It's just a key in a door, right? Mm-hmm. And then going into your apartment... Go ahead and give me a... Oh, no, you already did. You gave me the conceal reveal. Mm -hmm. You got a 13 on that. I am going to... I was hoping to have this handled before we got here, but that didn't happen. So give me one moment to make myself a little private roll here. May or may not have David Bowie in my head now. (laughs) Same. I'm a salamander! (laughs) (laughs) Which just says that's so ominous. Yeah. Wow. That's so yeah, that's ominous. hilarious. It's like I don't know what he rolled. He rolled something. What did it say? Mm. It just question says, marks. It says you privately rolled some dice, and it's just a bunch of question marks. It's yep. super ominous. This is too good not to share with you, so I'm going to. Sapphire, the object that you're looking for is safe and secure where it was hidden. What? Well, that's good. And I want to show you the uh, reveal. You did not roll great on your conceal reveal. No, I didn't at all. Look at the opposed roll. Oh! Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Literally by one. By one. Oof. Congrats. They looked in the drawer. They just didn't move the socks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I imagine it was hidden to some degree. I don't want to play... I don't want oh to yeah, it was you, like though. in a box tucked up in the mattress, like up in the bed springs. Yeah, so I mean, it's the place is torn apart. There is nothing missing. Not a thing. Not a single thing is missing. Well, but they were looking. I imagine there's even a few nano like on the desk. You know what I mean? Like some change. Like there's nothing missing. Stuff's thrown everywhere, but everything is present. Can I do a quick search for like bugs or something like that to see if Absolutely. they left anything? Yeah, so give me a... Again, that's going to be a conceal reveal check. All right. I'm going to put some luck into this. Luck is strong. That's a 13. <laughs> We're just sticking with the 13s. <laughs> Man, it's such a bad roll. You don't find any listening devices. Okay. Well, she's going to take the stuff out of the box, put it into her bag, and proceed to just kind of like flip her bed over and go to sleep in the mess. Okay. I'll deal with the mess tomorrow. Get some good sleep. I would have at least like braced the door with a chair <laughs> or something. <laughs> did Cat, did cat nah. leave or did Cat park outside? Cat is asleep in Rhonda wherever he, the parking is. Okay. Like you got out, Cat shut the door, climbed back through, locked, and he just instantly plugs in and just went zoom. If the parking isn't very close by, then yeah, Sapphire will probably put something in front of the door. 
maybe not brace it, but like some kind of jingly to at least wake her up if somebody opens it. How is the parking there? Is it like right outside the blocks or? I imagine this is a building that's relatively tall. Like I'd give it maybe like 50, 60 stories. And the first like 20 and the basement would be like parking, like more like a parking garage. And then there would be stacks of, you know, apartments above that. A lot of them are going to be completely blank floors that have like literal shipping containers that have been pulled in. Yeah, sorry, Saf. There's not much help in there. <laughs> the parking situation. <laughs> Just there's no way to watch for people. Tying a bell to the door. There's also <laughs> not. Give me a cat. Uh, yep. Give me a street. Is there like a streetwise? Yeah, streetwise under social skills. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Ouch. That's a two because yes. That's that's a what do they call it? The basically net ones. So. You botched. Yep. You botched. What do they call it in this? I forget. I know critting's preem. Mm-hmm. A botch. We'll just go with botch. <laughs> Oof. Give me one moment, please. Yeah, I'm curious what it's called. Okay. Roll a one d six. Cat. One. Yeah. Or no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Last time low was good, so. That, but could have just changed it. Wow. Okay, roll a 1d4. The mystery roll. Two. <laughs> I don't even know what's going roll on. Roll 1d3. Cat, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Cat, <laughs> you wake up at about two in the morning to a tap tap on your window. Well, I power on and pull out my gun. Hello, who's there? Outside of the window looks to be two uh, boosters. And they both also have weapons drawn. And one of them gives you kind of like a creepy smile, eyes wide, pupils dilated, and kind of waves at you and gives you like a motion to roll the window down. These back windows do not roll down. I'll have to climb to the front. Is that okay? Uh, They look at each other a little confused and make the motion again to roll down your window. There's emojis that are just depicting that the windows don't roll down. He has to go to the front. It's like a crank with an X through it. Okay, they they, they nod. They're like, then kind of like motion the gun at you. <laughs> so Cat then uh, crawls through the front of the car, still with gun in hand, and then he'll start to roll down the one. Is there, uh, I'm trying to think how it works. I don't have to have hands on the wheel and stuff to drive Rhonda. Is that a, a piece of cyberware that you have? Yes. Nice. Are you making it clear that you have a gun in your hand, or are you trying to be sneaky about that? I think it, we've all acknowledged that we each have guns. Oh, you showed him that you have a gun. I, I pulled out my gun and was like, hello, okay. who's there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they're both they're both highly alert. Again, eyes wide. They look like maybe they're a little paranoid, and they are pointing their guns at you and making the simple. They're starting to get a little bit more agitated to roll down the window. Okay, well, Kat's going to... Obviously crawling up to the front of the car. Uh-huh. He's going to sit into the front seat of Rhonda. And then with his open hand, he's going to start rolling down. But the moment I get, Kat's going to try to just, like, peel out and go, like, just get out. Beautiful. Just, like, no motions, so they're off guard as much as possible. Yeah, gotcha. Give me a... Let's see here. Got a grunts. We've got our boosters, and we've got our skills. So go ahead and give me a, um, ooh, man, there's not a good, like, deception check, but give me, like, a performance check to look like you're cooperating. Oh, I botched. I got a two. No, Can you I beat a two? <laughs> Let me find my, uh, the skill you see. Performance. Performance. Get above a two. I'm sure you'll be fine. I, I'm, I'm just looking for performance. Oh, performance is under cool, I believe. No? Do you mean acting? Acting? I yeah. do have acting. Oh, acting. oh, did you just want to flat, like, yeah. There's acting. A... Okay, yeah, do acting. Sorry, acting under performance skills is acting. Mm. All right. My That's bad. kind of a Jesus. Where do I add my luck points? <laughs> Cat went to the Actors Academy. I, I rolled a two. Are you really going to put luck into this? Have you seen my so previous one luck? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm putting one luck. I just okay. Okay, there we go. Wait, how do I add the luck? All right, I'm adding one luck. Okay, there hey. we go. Twelve. 
Okay, so they believe you and then you go to peel out. So give me drive land vehicle. And since they believe you, we're gonna roll it twice and we're gonna take your higher result. I know that's a D&D &D thing. As per session zero, I'm gonna use advantage at times and this is the time I'm gonna do that. Oh, Jesus. 24 and a 23. So My fucking goodness. good at driving. <laughs> Bye friends. <laughs> As he's peeling away. <laughs> so I'm going to give them both a shot at Rhonda. And since he rolled so high, I'm going to give that a DV of... Let me check the DV chart for pistols real quick. How far do we want to say? I'm going to give them like this, the harder roll. Oh, the pistol chart. So a pistol, I'm going to give them... So zero to six meters. You... They didn't really have time to react, so I'm gonna give them to DV15 to try All and right. sh shoot Rhonda here. And if they get a preem, it's gonna hit you. Okay. So we got shot one. DV15 uh, meets it, does not beat it in Cyberpunk, so that just barely misses Rhonda. And shot two is a 19, so that does hit Rhonda. What's Rhonda's SDP at since you damaged her a little bit racing? Um, I think it just lost two. Um, trying to remember. 13 structural damage points to Rhonda. Okay. A bullet in, in beds in one of the back headlights there. What's Rhonda at health-wise? 60 out of 75, I think it was. I think she had 70 SDP, and I don't remember how much damage she took. Here, let me look up Rhonda. She just took a couple points last time. Yeah, it wasn't much. It was seven. Yeah, 70. So I think it was, like I said, I think it was two. I just didn't figure out how to edit that on her. We're at 15 damage, so... 55. Okay. So yeah, you are able to get out of that situation without firing a shot. And you drive away and Rhonda takes a uh, does take a hit from these boosters who are yelling and cursing and mad. Where do you go, Kat? Um, I'm going to my park, uh, my secure parking spot back at the Hawks Landing. It, okay. I mean, it's the safest place. Yeah, it's a little bit safer. I was going to say streetwise. I think you probably have wisened up now that you've been attacked. Um, it is not safe to sleep on the streets in the stacks. I thought I was in the parking garage, but yeah. <laughs> Publicly accessible areas, yeah, especially those yeah, like Lele. That, that, that makes sense, though, that it's a very not smart place to park <laughs> and sleep. Sapphire's apartment just got broken, too. Let me see my car here. <laughs> uh, okay, so... We are going to go to the next day, and I'm going to kind of fast forward through the next few weeks after this until the show at um, Rust and Thunder. So whatever you're handling today, I, um, you know, conversation-wise, I would say uh, handle in this morning's meeting. So I imagine you guys meet back up or something, or at least our group text maybe talking this morning. Yeah. Go ahead and talk, and then we'll we'll skip ahead to the Rust and Thunder. So I would have, Cece would have woken up and initially gone and seen if Saf was even home, checked in with her, made sure all was good there, and then would have sent a text around just to say, all right, we got three weeks, we need a game plan, we're not finding anything out, I'll check in with Lumi and see if she's got anything, but otherwise we need to start planning out a plan of attack, plan of performance, however you want to phrase it. Yeah, I'll, I'll text him back and be like, yeah, I talked with the band last night. They're all game. Everything's good on my end. I just wrote a new song. It's pretty good, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Is it about road burgers? Did you did you actually go for that idea, road burgers? It's about destroying the moon. Seems oh. to be all those folks care about. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So band's in. I still am thinking we get in there early. Say we're setting up. See if we can kind of snoop around for a while. And if we can't find anything, then maybe we talk to the dealer again, yeah? No? Thoughts? I'm in. I mean, Roger's his best friend, so we might as well just talk to him after he's done with the concert. Especially, he'll probably appreciate the Destroy the Moon song, which will just make them closer. Okay. So cut out the initial snoop around, just do the normal setup. We're all there, just kind of observing the show, and then check in after. Yeah, we can snoop around during the show. All right. All right. Cat will chime in with, all righty. All righty. Thumbs up. And then after everybody's done conversing, like it seems kind of dead, Cat will chime in with, like, just, oh, I got shot at last night. What? <laughs> Thumbs up emoji. 
and then like a burnout emoji. <laughs> Are you okay? Thumbs up emoji. And then just type back, do you guys need a pickup or? Yes, please. Yeah. And Kat will make his way back over, pick them up for the meeting. Okay, um, so let's get our gigs done for the next three weeks. So yeah. everyone go ahead and roll 1d6 three times, and I will tell you how things are going. Also, do I get to go back and do some more races? You do get to do some more races. Can I just roll 3d6? Does that work? Yeah, that's fine. I should be able to mouse over and see Here we go. what the rolls were, right? Yeah, I got a 6, 2, and yeah, a 3. Yeah, click on them. I got a 4, a 4, and a 3. You got a 3, and a 3, and a 1. Does this mean rent is due? Not quite. Okay. You're getting close. Oh, gosh damn it. I failed to get word twice. <laughs> but I did get a three. I'm trying to remember what page this is on, but there's a chart for all of these. It's a good thing I'm racing. Gigs? Is that what they're called? Yeah. It's a gig economy here in New City. The New City Economy doing jobs. Okay. So let's start with... CC is a fixer. Mm-hmm. Uh, first week, deal went south, and you're keeping your head down until it blows over. The next four is the same thing. The deal went south again. <laughs> CC, yep. come on. And then on the third week, you earn 200 nano. You help a client locate a desirable item, and you get a cut. Nice. Sapphire, you are continuing to build up your clientele. On week one, you design and deliver some custom medicines to a client and make 100 nano. All those drugs. Make sure you guys tell me if you're ranking up, by the way, too, because it changes depending on what rank your rollability is. Yep. Uh, Second week, you sold some uh, used cyberware. That's disgusting, but you did. And then the third week, you earn 100 nano. You are able to get a gig helping trauma team with some overflow, with some OT. So in total, you made 400 EB over the last three weeks. Nice. Not EB. Nano. Sorry. My bad. Black market tech is worth a lot of money. Nice. Roger. All right. Call a 331. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. You First week, you had a big gig for a corporate personality. Uh, I'm going to say it's like a little old lady <laughs> and you went to play a show and it was just her and she's just like licking her lips the whole time and like drinking oh, martinis no. and then oh. she paid you to come back again the next day. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that's 600 EB for this lady and then on the third week you play a small local gig on the Hawk so you made out the best by far. You had 600, 700 800 nano wow. for Roger Sacco. Cat, uh, I seem to remember sixes are not good for nomads. So you got a job on the first week to uh, smuggle some contraband. Ooh. Uh, and then um, you said you spent some time racing too. I was going to spend the next, I what I had six more days left of racing. I yeah. pay for, yeah, I was going to do that, that first the rest of that week all six days i mean if we weren't doing much i was gonna race and mingle yeah i mean ronda's just gonna take some damage is all and then after that i was gonna work on fixing up ronda when i'm not racing okay so it's gonna be 2d6 for six days so that's 12d6 damage ouch nine damage that was 2d12 Oh, 12 D6. Oh, Rhonda. Rhonda. Oh. Rhonda. Well, she's alive. <laughs> wow. That was close. Yeah. That's why I haven't found work those last two weeks is because Rhonda did not look like a worthy car. Well, she's just not quite ready to be racing every night <laughs> on a dirt road at the Binary Shroomery Brewery with all these shroomers. Uh, you're having a blast. Everything is going great. Go ahead and give me six consecutive drive land vehicle checks. All right. I can do that. Nice. The man can't fail. Seriously. Is that five? One more. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I won. I definitely won that day. Jeez. <laughs> That's where all the damage came Almost from. Almost a double <laughs> yeah. preem. Pushed it too far. Almost a double preem. Sideswiping, folks. Yeah, you're really starting to pull it together. So you are... That's going to be 
a third place on the first day for 100 or 200 nano. I gave you 100 for fourth place. That's going to be unranked. Then that's going to be another fourth place for another 200. And then you've got that's going to be unranked again. Fourth place for 100. And then you get a first place, which is going to be a 600 nano pot. So you made from racing 1100 nano. Jeez. Cat comparison. Damn. Well, he. I don't think those car repairs are going to be cheap. Yeah. Right. Let me calculate how this works here. You made more than me, though, and I'm a goddamn rock star. (laughs) That was the week before the. Yeah, he spends the next two weeks. Uh, that's why you got no jobs. <laughs> You're just racing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like nobody trusted me and Rhonda there, so we just had to sit and prepare. Okay, so that's going to be. Are you? Do you have a tech you prefer, or are you going to let Reiko work on it? Hmm. Um. Reiko's the best. Just you know, my opinion. It's like I do have Reiko, or I wonder if we have any family techs that I would trust more. But at the same time. I do like this Reika person. Might let her work on it the first week and then see how she does. That's a good idea. What um what rarity is Rhonda? Do you know are you able to see that? No. Epic. Is that that's not a <laughs> That's not a thing. You Ultra said it so rare. confidently though. Holographic Rhonda. <laughs> okay. Um, let me look in gear since y'all are being fucking buttholes. I think she's just <laughs> n- normal. So that's a $30,000 car. It's super luxury. Goddamn. 30,000 nano car. Um, wow. I'll have one of those one day. I mean, I can slowly work on her myself, but that, that'll take time. Uh, give me a... I'm going to see how what percentage it's going to cost to fix it all the way for parts. I'm going to say it's between 1% and 5%, so just roll, type slash roll 1d5. And roll low. Roll low, my friend. Roll 1d1. I mean, kid. <laughs> 1d1. <laughs> yeah! Yay! Nice. Somehow, unbelievably somehow, Rhonda barely can, like, roll into, like, Reiko's little garage that she has going. It's all body work. But uh, it's all body work. <laughs> she pulls out the Bondo can. Uh, uh, and most of the parts are fine. And um, it's mostly just like literal, like structural damage. She needs to get a DC 17 um, tech check. She does not repair it the first week. Let's see if she can get it the second week. Roll the two. <laughs> Roll the three. She is eight months pregnant, though. So, you know, cut her some slack. She's not able to get it all. I mean, she's eight months and three weeks pregnant right now. Yeah. She is um, not able to get it repaired all the way. That was pretty close, though, both times. So it's going to cost you 300 nano. That's not too bad. No, for a $30,000 car that he just is not an off-road racing car that he just ran to its (laughs) limit. (laughs) Not imagine how impressive it is that he's getting first place (laughs) in a car with a sleeper car in the very back of extra seats, a sleeping module. (laughs) It's like, I'll get it, dude. I think you're becoming very popular there too. And I think the um, the elf lady who runs the races, seems like she might have just the littlest crush on you. She spends a lot of time talking about the car and hanging out with you and even wanted to ride along with you one of the races. And it was the race you won because you, I don't know, just luck maybe. Lady luck is smile. I have to subtract 300? 300 nano for fixes. And you get all but three structural damage points repaired because of Reika's failure. That okay. sounded a little bit harsher than I meant it to because of her inability Jeez, to fully make the check. Jeez. <laughs> so you're at 67 structural damage. Love it. Which is weird. It's called structural damage points, but it's good to have them. You'd right. think yeah, you'd start right? at zero and go, I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit worded a little oddly. Yeah. So that happens. Um, CC. Mm-hmm. Lumi is not able to find anything out about Rory. Okay. And she seems confident there's just nothing about a Rory on the net or in the net running circles. And just kind of asks for more information or any like yeah. leads. I would give it to her. I would be like, oh, well, you know, in my circle, I've also heard he might be going by the name Olvin. He was really into like 
really a fan of Dan Dieter, so maybe he's running with Dan, but some Great. more info. Absolutely. Stupid that will... Yeah, and the tattoo. Significantly increase her chances uh, moving forward, so she is going to work on that. As far as a Rust and Thunder goes, she would tell you, you know, she's, she's unearthed all the information she can. It seems like he's very old. Like, his presence goes back, like, pre-quarantine. Um, this is new information to her, even though it's not new information to you. So yeah. she is sharing with you that he seems ancient, but mostly unplugged. It seems like most of the people on the Upper East Side, the elf people, um, they don't jack in. They don't have even agents a lot of the time. Yep. And people like grow up kind of like low tech in that area. And then it's not uncommon for elves to like kind of leave and go, you know, get jacked in and start edge running or, you know, start finding jobs and stuff like that. But the traditionalists of New City Tarot do not. They stay pretty low, stay pretty low tech. Um, but also would corroborate the story, um, CC, that they're not violent. They they run drugs, but like who doesn't these days? They're mostly yeah. like innocuous. They don't have any like major movements. There haven't been any major like family fights. Like uh, they haven't tried to expand territory. They mostly keep to themselves. They're not, you know, you don't fuck with them. Like there's plenty of stories of people fucking around yeah. in their territory and winding up with a, you know, cracked skull, but they're not particularly dangerous. Okay. Roger, I would like you to give me a description of kind of like, what's your general demeanor towards the band over the next three weeks? Are you trying to avoid them? Are you trying to like rally them? Are you trying to like get them to play better? Like, what are you generally trying to accomplish with the band over the next three weeks? And then I'm going to kind of roll some checks to see how the general morale is by the time the show starts. Yeah, I mean... Roger is a bit of a egotistical maniac, so I imagine that considering he finally got them a gig and wrote a new song, he would be demanding that they practice until <laughs> the show. Okay, so so trying to develop the band, but more of like a, a a stick, not the carrot type of deal. Yeah, for sure. As much as I like, I personally wouldn't do it that way, Roger. But uh, you know, it's your it's your band, bro. <laughs> Are you apologizing for your make-believe character <laughs> behavior? It's what my character would do. <laughs> okay. Um, give me three. I'm going to call it persuasion checks. All right. One. Nice. Two. Three. So the first week I got a 21. The second week I preemed I got a 26. And then I got a 16. Uh. I and that last week, I imagine I'm like, if you don't get this fucking baseline right, I'm gonna fucking strangle you, mate. The cowboy buffalo's like, bro, why are you keep coming to me? Well, I'm gonna come at you because you're the holding us back, man. Roger, you you gotta chill, buddy. Okay, no, I I think it's to great effect though. I think they learn the new song pretty well. You're able to kind of like teach them the ways of like hardcore. And like a couple times, Waffles tries to say bumping, and you just like slap the, slap him silly. You know what I mean? <laughs> you never say that in their presence, mate. They'll get highly offended. I learned it the hard way. <clears throat> I told them you were cool. Uh, and yeah, you're able to keep them together to some pretty good effect. I think we see that with your performances throughout the week too, with your, your gigs that you did. The band is really doing pretty well. That's why the old lady loved you so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Roger. Roger, wiggle the booty. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give it my all. I'll try and practice wiggling for her. Um, oh, okay. I'm in. Damn. Yeah. Uh, how far? How far is Roger willing to go for a good payout? That's the question. How much is she willing to pay? <laughs> oh my god. Um, Sapphire. <laughs> Moving on. Sapphire. Yeah. Lumi is able to get uh, footage for you. Excellent. You do know quite a few Kedeks from your career. Mm-hmm. When you see this person, even with the kind of shitty quality cameras from outside. And like she said, she was also able to get some footage from a vending machine because it seems like some of the newfangled vending machines, like the old Honest Gym ones, they have cameras built into them, kind of like an ATM might. Right. So there is a old Honest Gym's... Um, vend it that is outside and then some security footage you are able to find out two things one 
the person who broke into your apartment is the same person who was visiting your uh, landlady and paying extra money. You recognize this person. Would you like me to tell you or whisper you who it is? You can tell me. Tell the audience. This is someone you did not notice a lot. You haven't interacted with them a lot, but you know that they work directly for Tanaris. Of course they do. They are a underling of Tanaris, like, directly. Not like, you know what I mean? This is like a middle management type person. That fucking asshole. So they're they're kind of... The things that you would notice... Give me a, like, a human perception check here real quick while you're watching through this. Can I argue maybe deduction instead? Absolutely. That deduction's great. That's a 15. There is a stark difference in their demeanor from the footage from 25 days ago or not 25 days ago it would have been a month even before that when they're visiting the uh, landlady and you see them talking for quite a while so this is something that was had not come out from Cece's conversation but it looks like they had quite the conversation Holda and this underling whose name you never even bothered to learn you're sure you could find it but you, <laughs> you don't even know what their name is they had quite a conversation and then when they break into your apartment one they have a key and two, they seem panicked. They seem like not put together at all. They seem to be like breathing heavily, sweating. You're not able with the deduction roll, you're not able to really like get much out of like why or what's going on, but they definitely seem to be not very well put together at all. Great. All right, that's going to be fun to deal with. I don't think she'll do anything for right now. Okay. Do you tell us at all or no, actually, I think she would text Callus and just be like, we need to talk. And that's it. Would you tell Cece or not? Hmm. Hmm. She would probably tell... Yeah, okay. She would probably tell Cece. She'd be like, uh, it was my fucking ex. Um, and... Great. I don't want to deal with it right now. Yeah. Add it to the list. Just, just add it to the pile of stuff we'll deal with yeah. later. Yeah. So much great stuff. Yeah. All at the same time. Yeah. Fucking haven't talked to him in a decade. All right. This is going to be fun. If it makes any difference, I didn't know. <laughs> I promise I didn't know. I believe you. He wouldn't talk to you anyways. I didn't know either. <laughs> Cat, yeah, where the fuck bad. did you come from? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Cat. Real quick, uh, give me... Ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> okay. Leave the veil so up on suspicious. that one. suspicious. Right? It's a little suspicious, isn't it? Grant, with deals gone south for me, would I have been able to pick up any shifts, like bartending shifts cover for Reka when she was working on Cat's uh, car on Rhonda? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure that you, Kellen, would give that to you. I feel like it might... I think you might be trading some money for some rep, though, if people see bartending. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Okay, that's fair. So, yes, but you'd have to be aware that... Yeah, that might lower your credibility just a little bit. I think at this point she would probably do it. Okay. She's short on change and is now worried that she's going to have to have another 200 nano on top of everything else. I'll give you 200 nano, 100 for each week that you cool. bartend on those weeks when you weren't able to get gigs. Cool. Thank you. Nice. Uh, and I think Kellen would probably approach you at some point and be like, Hey, CC, uh, you doing okay? <laughs> I'm great. Just, you know, covering for, for Reka while she's working on Rhonda. You know, just helping out. And she pulls out, like, a joint, like a small, like, rolled cigarette. <laughs> and she just kind of lights it, like, devil may care. Mm. And she's like, I, I don't mind you picking up shifts. It just, uh, feel like I'd be out on the streets a little bit more. Your age. Finding jobs. Yeah. Just keeping my head down while some went south. It's been a lot lately, so, you know, just working where I can. Well, if you need help, I'm uh, starting to get it figured out pretty well. Thank you, Kellen. I will absolutely come talk to you. Um, and then last thing, uh, Kat, the uh, second, around the end of the second week, uh, Tritus would call you and would sit in his normal spot and would um, tell you that he had a, another job for you. He is looking at the wall. He's in his normal booth and he's just kind of like looking at the wall um, after he's called you. And you would approach, and he would not uh, acknowledge you right at first. Hello, Tritus. Is there something interesting on the wall? Cat's just also going to stare at the wall now. 
His, uh, his lights, like, on his visor turn red a little bit, and he turns towards you. And then they kind of, like, go dark a little bit, and then they start to glow yellow a little bit. They're, like, pulsing a little bit of light. And then they stop, and he goes, Hello, how can I help you? Um, you called me. How do I help you? And he pauses for a moment. I, I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. How can I help you? You can help me by telling me the details of my assignment? Uh, and the lights kind of pulse yellow a little bit again, and then you see his head kind of, like, sink a little bit, and then he sits back up a little bit straighter, and his visor turns back to blue. It's like, oh, I'm sorry about that, cat. I haven't been feeling very well lately. Uh, we have another job for you. It is another disposal. We took the liberty of reusing the cryopump in Rhonda, and it is ready for you to deliver. All right. Same place? I do not need to know or want to know the details. All righty. So, what's got you down? He looks over at the wall again. Give me... I know it's <laughs> awoken, but give me human perception, because we're just going to say, like, mortal, sentient character perception. I'm actually going to spend two more of my luck points. Wow. I'm, I'm bad at human perception, by the way. <laughs> I have 12. That's fitting for your character. That's true. Yeah. It, yeah. As we've noticed. <laughs> so they're looking at the wall. Or they're... They're not exactly looking at the wall. They're looking to their... Um, they're looking to their right. And they look back at you. And they say... Uh, with your human perception role, I don't think they're feeling particularly like more safe or seen than they were previously. And so they just say, how are you feeling, Lily? Well, I did win a big race the other day, so felt pretty good about that. But I almost hit a child the other day that wasn't ah. there. <laughs> his, uh, his, his visor pulses yellow a little bit and um, for a moment, and he pauses and he says, did, did the child have a red ball? Cat pauses thinks back, and then, yes, yes, red ball. He was playing with the ball. He looks again at the wall next to him, and you see he's not looking at the wall. He's looking more at, like, the booth to the right of him, like the empty seat, and he says, do you see that child sitting here next to me? Cat's gonna just, like, look at the spot, and I'm does Cat see the kid? I'm guessing no, but he's gonna be looking. You do, for a very brief moment. Oh. Like, like, like one frame. You know what I mean? At that moment, he sees him. There's an exclamation point, like, appears on his face, and then the kid disappears, and it's like, question mark. I, I, I did see him, but he's gone. He looks at you again, and that, that little pulsing thing, like, you, you realize it's like thinking for Tritus, the yellow pulsating light um, around his visor, and then it turns blue again, and he says, perhaps we should get checked out. I think so. We should probably go back home and get checked out. He he um, gives you kind of like a curt nod, and he says, please complete the task assigned to you, and I will arrange for us to have a professional look at our circuitry, uh, logs, things of that nature. Uh, I am worried. We should not be seeing things that are not there. Of course. Consider it done. Cat uh, will actually give him a thumbs up and the emoji thumbs up. Awesome. And I also would like to point out, too, since we're skipping ahead three weeks, you do see this child. Periodically? Periodically, yeah. And it seems to be, you start to feel like it's it's at moments of, like, some type of, like, extreme. Like when you're very tired or you're driving very fast or you're, you know, like at the very end of your race when you're winning and you're feeling, like, you know, very positive about it. It seems to be, like, almost at these, like, heights. Almost at these, like, fringes. Hmm. Not always. Just it seems to be more likely to happen during those times. I'm blaming the kid for Rhonda's damage. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid kind of always does the same thing. Like, if you try to talk to him, he will kind of act... I don't know. If you've ever talked to a kid, like, imagine a kid who's, like, eight seven or eight years old like they're not the most brilliant conversationalists <laughs> but they're totally capable of communicating you know what i mean yeah and when when and if you do try to talk to the kid they seem to kind of repeat the same thing like when are you going to be home what are you doing uh that type of thing which now makes me question whether i should be going back home to get this diagnosed <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, Tritus, after you make this uh, drop-off, this uh, disposal, mm-hmm. Tritus would tell you that the timeline when he's ready to make the trip back to uh, Clan Spares is going to be, like, a little bit after you would have your show at Rust and Thunder. And then the last thing, uh, when you do take the body and dispose of it, I'm assuming that you do that. I don't want to play your character. No, I, w- I will. <laughs> As Cat already has demonstrated, he's very, well, let's get this job done. Okay. The body looks identical to the last body you disposed. What? Identical? like Identical. Like you take out the camera and look at the photo, or I guess, yeah, you look at the photo and it's, it, it's, you cannot tell the difference at all. Yeah. Really piquing cats like curiosity at this moment. Uh-oh. So, Uh-oh. <laughs> there, yeah. there is, you know what they cats say actually, about cat and curiosity? Uh-oh. <laughs> exactly. It's probably going to be why a cat dies. But cat is definitely going to like take the exact duplicate photos, but like, and then he's just going to examine the body before feeding it to the shroom toads. Um, so the body itself, uh, give me a autopsy check. I don't fucking know. <laughs> you should like timestamp him. <laughs> he's going to be as thorough as he can with his non actually understanding what he's doing at this point. Yeah. Give me a first aid check. Here it is. First aid. My only thing with this is just figuring out where everything is. First aid. And you know what? I, I think that's my last. Too. Last uh, point of luck is going to be in this first aid check. Okay. 16. So with the 16, again, there are no uh, marks on the body that would give you any sort of like, there's no bullet holes. There's no like blunt force trauma. There's no like abrasions or bruising or anything of that nature. Um, The body seems much less empty this time. So I don't know how in depth you're willing to go, but like, it's not completely empty inside. There's something in there, and it Prizes. but it does still seem to be uh, no. There's no bodily fluids whatsoever. By something in there, like like pushing on the spot, does it feel foreign? What'd you say? Does it feel? Is there form? Foreign. Like oh, is it supposed to belong man, there? With your first aid check, I am not gonna. There's just something in there. <laughs> I rolled an eight. Oh man. Um, this is a sandwich. <laughs> does does cat? Oh man. I I'm torn whether cat is actually that curious now. Gonna rip open this body. I might actually just be ripping open this body right now. Oh, God. <laughs> Next time, bring the bed tech. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you do you know anyone? <laughs> I, I I do, but she's not supposed to be here. Cat has a weird thing with his rules. <laughs> go go, cat buzzsaw arm. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh... Oh man, we're ripping open a body. <laughs> it was an odds or even thing, and I just one d two, and it was evens, and that means cat is cutting open a body. Okay, and I imagine you're using your crowbar that you have to... <laughs> yes! Oh, no! You're gonna pry him open. Oh, Crack no. open the chest cavity? Won't be right at the spot where the object is, of course. I'm not... Crack open some cold ones with the boys. So, it is nearly impossible for me to describe what you see inside of this body. It is devoid of fluids, so there's no bleeding. Um, nice. When you do crack open the skin, peel the skin back, you crack open the rib cage. Uh, inside are organs, but they're little. They're little baby organs. <laughs> There's a, a heart that's adorable. like the size. It is. It's adorable. Exactly adorable what? was the word I was going to use for <laughs> the tiny body parts. <laughs> it is like like two little lungs that like um, like not everything fits together in there even. They're like the intestines are small. They look like little like licorice sticks. It's got this little tiny heart. And by tiny, I mean I'm talking like like a like a, a human heart would normally be like about the size of a fist. You know what I mean? Up next to your chest. If you divide that by like four, that's like the size of the organs. It's like the size of a golf ball. Is it just like a void in there besides the organs, or is there meat or like It is empty space where there are not organs, and that's why 
it felt like there was something in there as opposed to being completely empty last time. Feeling Weird. completely empty. Disturbing. I want a little baby heart in a jar. Why? It's a, it's a good <laughs> thing you didn't tell Cat that because <laughs> he has a perfect opportunity at the moment. But Cat is puzzled, confused, just all these things are just in emojis like going across his face as he's like examining the inside. The child is now standing over you like, what is that? I don't know. That's gross. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm dissecting. Can I touch it? Can you touch it? (laughs) Can can I touch it? I don't know. May I touch it? (laughs) (laughs) You probably shouldn't. Okay. I kind of want to touch it. I'm touching it. Well, then can I touch it? <laughs> I didn't say you couldn't touch it. I'm just saying. You May I touch it? Touch it. <laughs> sure. And he puts his hand promptly like in the body. Oh, you went really in there. <laughs> it's gross. It is, isn't it? So is this what you do all the time? No, this is a first. Oh. Cat's going to take pictures of the small organs. What are we doing now? Now we're going to dispose of the body. Oh, man. Mom would be pretty mad if she knew you let me do this. Who's mom? Oh, don't be silly. My memory's not working right at the moment. Can you please just tell me who mom is? He looks at you silly and kind of like puts his tongue out a little bit and picks up his ball. And he's like, mom, you, me and mom. Hmm. Of course. When are you going to be home? Soon. I think. Maybe. I am going home soon. All right. I guess Cat will also wave by with an emoji. Just like an active emoji I see dragging the body into the toad cave. <laughs> okay. Toad um, cave. And yeah, and the, the kid waves at you, and then um, they are gone. Yes, um, I believe there is something wrong with me. Um, and As yeah. he yeets the body into a cave <laughs> and waits to hear the sounds of them eating it. You do. You hear the crunching and the squelching. Of, uh, of meat and bone being torn into and cracked. And that is going to be where we call it for tonight. We're going to pick up next session. Lots happened tonight. Uh, we're going to pick up next session with the show at the Rust and Thunder. Roger's debut of his new song. Uh, and we're going to uh, figure out how all that goes. You guys meet back up with the dealer. Thank you guys so much for playing. Thanks, uh, listeners, so much for hanging out and listening. If you could, go check out actualplaypods.com, and that's going to give you links to everything you need to know about the homebrew, links to our Discord, links to our Patreon, where you can support the show, and uh, even links to some of our other shows. If you're caught up and you are desiring more content, we have all sorts of awesome stuff just waiting for you to uh, jump in. So again, that's actualplaypods.com. I will see everybody next week for episode five of The Homebrew. Bye. Special thanks to Maiko for the intro track titled New City. Thanks for listening, listeners. Our story has come to a close for the week, and that means it's time to thank our listener sponsors. Starting with Samuel Pierce, who shall forever be emblazoned upon the homebrew wall of fame as our first Crusher Mania season pass holder. Thanks for believing in us, Sam. As well as Ryan, a longtime listener. Don't forget about Tara Hoffman, that one ender who thought rolling down the window in space was safe. Uh, Rest in peace, Tara. Watch out for Adrian Josie, the silent assassin who just broke out of the prison colony on Hadria. And Trevor, zombie dad... Belmont, hunter of the unholy. You're a bastard, Trevor, but you're the bastard I choose to fight alongside. Special thanks to the last guppy, last of his kind, in search of a new home. And Austin Katzenberger, the inventor of the cat burger and secret nemesis of Ricky Rat. Check out Austin's project at boldsofhonor.org. And Timon King, previously a longtime listener of Galaxy to Galaxy Radio who hacked their location and joined the crew. I knew I should have set up that extra firewall. Oh well. Of course, there's Colossus, a rock golem formed in nature and then lost in the stars. Hope to see you again someday, Colossus. Here's to you, Tritus, the fifth cog. Best damn warforged gunslinger this side of the Milky Way. And Odin, the egg thief. Get your damn hands off my goddamn eggs, Odin. Keep an eye out for Zip. 
a tiny adventurer seeking to help his parents. Good luck, little guy. And Brendan Baker, a simple slaughterer for beef. I'm sure Mr. Goy would approve. There's been another sighting of ghostly Bigfoot, Grundle's long-lost friend and fellow abomination. Gotta be more careful, big guy, or they're gonna find you one of these days. And the illustrious Kantuka Numba, a tamer of dragons and creator of musical delights. Special thanks to Ariar, the Warforged monk who joined the crew in search of their missing car keys. They're always the last place you look. Might want to watch out for Zuma, a mortal who is searching the galaxy for a cure to the disease he is cursed to spread. Probably going to need to keep six feet, or maybe six light years from this guy. Incoming SOS from Captain Joe Rogers says here he's stuck on Terra in a future beyond all comprehension. Whatever that means. Special thanks to Chaos Incarnate, destroyer of the multiverse, forever trapped in a frying pan. Hopefully not Grundle's frying pan. Can't forget about Den the Friend, the governor of flowers. Nap with him in the rolling fields of flowers. Experience having a true friend. What's the deal with all this fungus among us lately, you ask? Well, you can thank Trip for all that. You know, Trip, the druid that chooses to fight the darkness with mushrooms. Well, hey, at least they seem like a fun guy. Can't forget about Zero, the time-traveling druid. Wait, who? Three cheers for Cerberus Rising. An improbable pirate pulling off improbable heists when they're not being a danger to everyone. And we can't forget about Finn M, the Aves of Spades. I wonder what other cards he got up his sleeve. Hmm, we better watch out for this fella, Chris Madison. He's the Vape King. He'll smoke ya. Welcome aboard, Stand. A sentient celestial music stand who fell through a planar rift and appeared in the Hawk's cargo bay one day. Maybe I should multiclass into Bard. Can't forget about the Defiant. Join the crew. Just a game with Grundle. Yeah, and he's really good too. A little too good if you ask me. Welcome Sarmoth. The dreamweaving shadow of exile. Embrace the shadows. Unleash the dream. Find out about our Patreon offerings at patreon.com slash the homebrew, and we'll see you next week.